Hey, welcome to What's There At. This is episode five. And today we have Sahara Ray here. Hi, Sahara. Hi, baby. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy, so happy that you are here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just been really excited to interview you because I feel like you're kind of misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I do. And I wanted to give you a well-produced platform. Shout out Candy House to share your story and let everyone know who you really are. Yeah, I, I tend to play characters online to kind of protect myself Fair. from being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I am vulnerable, it's the, in the press, they say bad things. And yeah. so it's hurt me in the past to go on and be vulnerable. So I kind of keep to my characters yeah. to protect myself. Yeah. And this is your first podcast, right? This is my first podcast. What an honor. I'm so happy it's you because you are you. just so special. Um, I was just keen you were down to come hang out with us. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> so you were born in Torquay, Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yep. But you grew up in Santa Cruz mm-hmm. and you spent a lot of time in Hawaii. Yes. Because your dad was surfing. Yes. So my dad's a pro surfer. Tony Ray. Tony Ray. And uh, he never really lived with me. He he loves Australia. So um, I would fly to see him in Australia when I was little. And uh, that was a really long flight. It's 15 hours. So when he would compete in like Pipeline and the Eddie Cow, their big wave surf contest, I would go over there and spend like three months in the summer. Okay, nice. Every year? Every year. Yeah, I read that he's known as the Forrest Gump of waves. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> I, he's, he's not afraid of anything. Oh my God. He surf, whatever. And it, if you meet him, his personality is like so chill and he doesn't really talk. So you'd never think that he would be like one, the, one of the best surfers in the whole world. He's fearless. That's where you get it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that he was ranked number 11 in the world in 1992. Yeah. I was like, damn. And you used to surf too, right? I did. Yeah. You started when you were three? I started when I was three. He used to put me on his back and take me out in Hawaii big waves. So I learned when we would fall. Obviously, that's just what happens when you surf. And I learned how to just deal with the ocean and like mm-hmm. and flow with it. So I'm not afraid of the ocean at all. I, the ocean is so special to me. Um, so yeah, I became a surfer at three and it's been in my blood my whole life. Um, I started competing in contests when I was probably 10 wow. or younger. Um, I was sponsored by Roxy. Oh my God, girl brand. Yeah, yeah. Familiar. Um, and it was really, it was really fun. It was really fun. Were you kind of on the pro surfer route? Did yeah, you were gonna do that? I was mm-hmm. totally, and everyone wanted me to be because I was a natural. Right. Um, but the tr- I would wake up at five a.m. and train, and it was cold. Right. And it was tough on my body, and I just I grew up drawing. I grew up drawing clothes mm. my whole life. And I grew up, you know, producing fashion shows and doing my dad's makeup and just like all, all of the things I do now. That's what I did when I was like three, five, seven. And so surfing was always something really fun. But when it came to competing, I didn't care enough to win right. or to, do, to, to put in the effort it takes to become a pro athlete. I think you were probably trying to 
spend time and bond with your dad and make him happy in that way. But like fashion was the real passion. Yes. Because I saw you went to Fitim, right? I did. So you moved to LA to go to Fitim? I did. So walk me through it. You moved to LA, you're at Fitim. And then how did modeling kind of get thrown into the mix? Okay, so I always wanted to be a model. My whole life I wanted to be a model. When I was 18, I came here and I didn't know how to become a model. So I submitted photos of me to almost all of the agencies and none of them got back to me. So I was like, instead of being like, I'm not good enough, blah, 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 blah. I actually just went, I am good enough and I'm going to show these people. So once Instagram came about, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I had a boyfriend at the time that was a photographer. So he would take photos of me and we would post them on Tumblr. Yeah, you were part of the Tumblr boom, huh? The like wonderless boho wellness, like Australian Hawaiian led aesthetic Mm -hmm. movement. I remember that's where I first noticed your social media presence. Yeah. Because you spent a lot of time in Bali too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have a swim line, Sahara Swim. Woo! Amazing fits, amazing patterns, amazing cuts. <laughs> I need to get you all the new things. Oh my God, please. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with the new collection as well. Yay. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. We'll so get into that. So much more is coming. I've been working. Really? Okay, I can't wait to dive into that. So much more. Um, but uh, where, where were we again? Your boyfriend, you spent some time in Bali. Yeah, so my first... Uh, manufacturer was in Bali. So I started going there to meet him. I literally just Googled how like manufacturers in Bali. I spoke to like 10. I decided on one because he was the nicest and I just connected with him. Flew to Bali, learned how to create patterns because I didn't learn that in school. Right, fair. Um, and I basically learned from him, and he did my production from Bali for a couple years. What? So you don't still produce in Bali, right? No, I produce in LA, actually. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Expensive, but it's at least you get expensive. to, like, coordinate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bali's amazing, too, and, like, I understand the appeal, but it's so far one, and they're a little bit slow. And there's a little... Very slow. Yeah, it's because of the island time. Yeah. And then you're not there to do quality control, and, like, there's some pros and cons for sure. Yeah. I get it. People are great. People are nice. Oh, so nice. They don't like working. Yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. don't like it. Yeah. They're like, meh. That's one of, yeah, that's one of the main reasons that I don't stay for longer. Like I get mm. island fever of how slow yeah, everything is. Totally. I know you get it. I definitely do. Sahari Swim is on collection number nine. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Has it been blossoming the way that you wanted? Yeah, it has been. Um, I'm finally – so I went with my company – I went year like years where I stopped doing it, and the reason was was because I was I was modeling so much and I was Mm. traveling all over Australia. Those were my main clients. I was on um, a retainer with Tiger Mist. Oh, amazing! So there was a lot and Gia, and so there's a lot of uh, I get really overwhelmed if there's too much work, and I used to just do all of it, and it made me. Mm-hmm. really crazy yeah for sure um so i just i would stop and start my swim all the time i'm not that is not how you're supposed to do it so i'm not telling anyone to do it like yeah. that but um now i finally have got the right infrastructure i have amazing employees i just hired a new assistant she's amazing um i have an amazing showroom that we just got that's close to here that's beautiful Great. 
Um, so you're going to like have people come in for appointments? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like a little storefront? Like a little storefront. Wow. You're so grown up. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you got it all down. So work's like your priority again. Yes. Yeah. And your swim is. brand. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask you if you think your modeling career would have gone a different direction had you not kind of gone into the sexy, risque sphere. But Tiger Miz, Gia, those are kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you were kind of always gearing that way, right? Yeah, I mean, I did um, like e-com and that is not fun. Right. It's just money. It's just money. Yeah. So I did a lot of e-com and Mm -hmm. I made a lot, I made a lot of money doing that. But it was, I got to a point where I wanted to do only the jobs I wanted to do versus like, okay, I'm going to take this job. I'm going to take this job. I'm going to take this job. Yeah. Um, And so I don't think so because I'm so naturally openly sexual and I love risque. I love Helmut Newton, mm-hmm. the photographer. I love his art. Yeah. Um, I have all his books and they're all taboo. They're mm-hmm. all taboo subjects. Totally. They're all messy. They're all, they tell a story. And so for me, I would rather be creating my own content, even that if that's on a different platform like yeah. OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of got the luxury after making enough money yeah. doing the e-com. Well, that's success, right? Getting to pick how you earn your money yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not having to hustle and struggle and take what you can get. Yep. Yeah. And it's also interesting to hear that's where you kind of pull your inspo from like the more nude photographers and stuff because I've always thought even from your Tumblr days and early Instagram days that you were you kind of are an amazing like art curator from your poses to your outfits to your the wonderlust you create through your travels like they're not just sexy photos like you're creating an aesthetic and a real art image that could even be on someone's wall. Yeah, that's that's it's your that's style. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the style. I see it. Even if it's like like I always want to shoot like one like a like just a bottom and then have the girl like cover mm-hmm. or just like and like or like do some like something where she's out of the car like living. Like abstract. Abstract. I want it to be art. Yeah. You know, not all of it now I'm, you know, I have a team and they're like, we gotta get some commercial things. Totally. Gotta get some bikinis that are more commercial. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally I'm on board with that. We're working on that as well. But I do want to stay true to my brand Yeah. at the same time. You also want to create content that you're proud of. Yeah. So, like, I get that. And I think you have a great balance of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. So, that being said, that because you made a career out of social media, do you think that you're a little bit drained from, like, content creation? Are you still super Oh, my God, it? yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> You're, like, so saturated. Oh, my God, I'm so drained. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally built my Instagram to a million followers by having that passion and, like, be like work, waking up at 6 a.m., like, selling my soul, literally. I felt like I was – my soul was getting sucked out, and I'm giving all of it to everybody else, everybody else. And I used to get this high from like posting an, a photo that pe- I knew people would like. Um, and I don't, I don't really get that anymore unless it's something I'm really proud of, but it's still, it's still not the same. Yeah. And to be honest, like in my twenties, I was it was fun. I would get attention and that attention is addictive. Mm -hmm. 
I've had enough superstars DM me <laughs> that like I don't even need to like yeah you know yeah like I've got, I've got to a point mm-hmm. where I was like I've met everyone I this is not exciting to me if so-and-so is in my dms because i post all these photos like now i just do i do it for work and i do it for me Mm -hmm. you know you've literally had a very impressive roster of eligible bachelor (laughs) (laughs) yeah right every time i peek into your life i'm like what new romance has sahara sparked this romance i'm always always like what the fuck she's dating him literally can you what? Swear. Oh my God, please swear. Maybe I do swear a lot. Yeah, let it hang out. We're having fun. There's no kids in here. No, no. <laughs> the girls are chatting. Are you seeing anyone you're excited about now? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Can we talk about him? Yeah. So his name is Maud Sun. Great name. Um, he is an artist and a musician. Um, and I've literally never loved anyone like I love him. I don't know if you know, but we're really big about romance around here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's so romantic. Get this. We have the same birthday. No. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even want to take up the show time because I'm an astrology nerd. Right. But we'll chat about this. Yeah, we'll chat about this. Um, That's beautiful. And you met recently. How long has this been going on? Actually, we met um, eight years ago. And he's had a crush on me for eight years. Okay, great. Yeah. Like literally eight years. And um, I'll tell you. So basically in, when I was in rehab, we started talking because he saw I was in rehab and was like, hey, he's four and a half years sober. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Really good yeah. for your recovery as well, right? Okay, great. I, I, don't, I couldn't date someone right now. Like I couldn't date someone that was drinking. Or, I can have friends to do it, but I can't. Like, I want to date someone that's on my level. So how long have you been sober? So I've... How, how long? 85 days. Wow, impressive. Almost three months. Mm-hmm. Go, Sahar. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. And four months from alcohol, actually, because I didn't drink a week before rehab. Okay, great. I mean, a month. <laughs> and you went in Malibu? I actually went to this one in, like, Bel Air, Beverly Hills area this, this time. Yeah. I've gone three times. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as you get there, who cares how long it takes, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so proud of myself for going. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he saw you were in rehab. He did. He reached out to me, and I actually um, – so I normally go for – guys that are fucked up in one way or another that's your pattern that's my pattern and i've had uh cheat a lot of cheating in a two and a half year relationship and it wasn't physical cheating that i know of but it was emotional cheating online Mm. um brutal i was in that and i didn't leave so like that's on me i didn't you know i said i kept on believing him (laughs) Then I went from him to a guy that was very, very, very loyal, but he ended up being very physically oh no, and mentally abusive to me and very controlling. Uh, he, he actually like broke my arm once sorry. in jail for trying to kill me. Like, yeah. I'm so was, sorry. I had no idea. Yeah. I feel like every time I've seen you recently, you've had like some kind of like ailment. I didn't realize you were really going through it like that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so that ended a while ago. And honestly, right when I got I got sober before, um, it was last summer. I was sober for like six, 10 months. 
Uh, I was sober till September of like this year um, and then relapsed. And in that, in that little, that 10 months that I was sober, I started like seeing somebody, you know who it is. I believe so. <laughs> we never had sex. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep with them. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you wouldn't. I remember this. I actually just talked to him yesterday. He's an amazing friend. Amazing friend. Like just someone you want in your life, just, but not always a romantic thing. No, and like, the, you know. But right when I got sober, yeah. he showed up in my life, and he was mm. also sober. Beautiful. So like, and such a gentleman, like in every way. So I get sober. I find like this beautiful person mm -hmm. that's also sober. Yeah. Um, and then the second time I got sober, I found this beautiful person that I'd known, but my eyes weren't open yet. Like those in those eight years, he was struggling with, you know, being sober. I was struggling with it. We both weren't in the right place. And now we're in like on the same level. It's all about timing. It's all about timing. And people come in and out for different reasons. Like the person before, we're talking about Matsan now, right? Yeah. Okay. So the person before that, yeah, it was in a sexual romantic relationship, but you guys need each other. Yeah. You're like teammates on each other's paths. Yeah. And I'm so happy that it's the right time for Matsan now. Yeah. Is he feeling the same? Like, it's like, you guys are like, oh, this is, we're each yeah. other. Okay. It's like, I love it's, like it's like really, really serious. Mm, I'm so happy to hear that. I want you to be happy. I want you to be in love. I, I want you to be so sober. With him. <sighs> uh, <laughs> and you know what? You're got your business together. You know, you're, you're sober. You've mastered social media. Your swim line is thriving. Like, this is a good time for you. Like, stronger than ever. You feel that? Yeah, I do. I feel that. And I'm just like so in awe of him. Like I, I've never been with anyone like him. Like he cares so much about my well-being. He's so talented in so many ways. He just gets pens and draws on mm, things all the time. Like that inspires me too. He's never – he's he's always – he's telling me to do things like, oh, yeah, do this, do that, do that. He's – I'm in such a mature mature relationship now. Beautiful. Um, that it's teaching me because I – struggle with emotional ups and downs so it's teaching me he's teaching me and i'm sure you guys have discussed this but is he fully healed from his very public breakup he's ready you know what yeah okay good yeah he he really is now okay good yeah because it's been like five months yeah you know in an engagement i don't know i'm just i'm not trying to and, pry no but. totally and Ooh. also i mean i think when somebody does that to you <sighs> like you're like, okay, like that, you can't go back. Yeah. You can't go back. That's just like probably the meanest thing. So I completely agree. The meanest thing you could do to anyone. Literally. No, totally. Well, I'm beyond happy to hear that. I would love to meet him someday. He sounds you like an incredible man. You will. Great. <laughs> Sorry. loves him. Yeah. <laughs> we got the peanut gallery approval. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that gallery. I'm actually wearing like his. Uh, what, his belt, he he has a brand it's called No Safety. He does with Love. Um, MGK. Ooh. So him and MGK are working on it. But um, he, like, does all the designs and yeah, it's cute. Yeah. It's called No Safety. You, like, hopped in the friend group you've already been a part of. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but you just fit in there, though. Yeah. It's like your world, like your, your little sexy niche in the world, your style, your men, your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I'm really happy that you're happy. Thank you. So how do you think like your mental stability and your quality of life 
have improved since you've been sober? 200 times better. Yeah. 200 times better. You just feel clear. You feel confident. Yes. I actually have a very important question, a perturbing question, if you will. Are you able to be social and sober? Because like I often use that excuse. I just feel like I don't have the discipline. I'm like, how am I going to hang out with my friends and go out and do things and not drink? So you you think you've mastered that? Like it, walk me through it a little bit. I haven't mastered it yet. Okay. But I'm learning from Taryn, my bestie. Yeah. <laughs> You're sober bestie too. I'm sober bestie. Yeah. I'm learning from Taryn and I'm learning from Maud. Um, so me and me and Maud and Taryn all went to the Benny Blanco beach party. Okay, cool. And that was my first time being out at a party sober. And I had we all had so much fun. We were dancing the most. We left earlier, obviously, because, like, you know, when you're sober, you leave earlier after you've done your round. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Because you're not drinking. You're mm -hmm. not, you know, like, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I remember everything now. That's amazing. You have real memories. <laughs> I'm like, I met you. I did meet you. Yeah. I totally remember that. So Powerful. Yeah. So <laughs> it is a struggle because I have extreme social anxiety. I'm diagnosed with extreme social anxiety. I'm such an introvert. You can diagnose social anxiety? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, uh, I've had um, I've had my, like, therapist ask me, like, oh, do you feel like you want to use alcohol or this or that? And it's, like, the only times that I feel like I want to use alcohol is when I'm in a social setting. Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to drink alone. Like, I don't want to – I'm not craving a drink at any time. But it's when I'm – going somewhere that people are also drinking yeah but it's it's like I, I it's gonna go away i think at some point yeah but um it's just i have to discipline myself because i, I can't just hermit you know I yeah gotta, i gotta get out there i gotta like be able to handle not drinking mm -hmm. and doing substances because i know it's it makes my life a thousand billion times better and my mental health oh my god is totally like good right it's amazing right now i think also being in a healthy relationship you're not medicating like you were in these you know physically and mentally abusive relationship probably going home and feeling sad you're like i need to go out and right? i would hide out loose oh wow like shit like that because the yeah. one that was like abusive like physically um i don't even know if i'm supposed to say this because i don't want to get sued <laughs> Um. Yeah, he was like my only fans manager too. So he had the like, control over Ed. No, you were living together. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I totally knew you well at this time too. Yeah, we were like wor I working from, like everyone. I'm so sorry. I that totally makes sense now. The era, uh, you were just like a broken little bird. Yeah, they say. Um, what is it? It's it's familiar. It's just having like familiar pain is is easier to stay in that familiar pain than to leave the and like go with the unknown and so that's why why we people like me who have well not anymore i've broke i've broken the cycle of yeah. those kinds of men but um but yeah you stay because it's comfortable because it's comfortable yeah so when you were dating your OnlyFans manager, was he, like, pushing you to do things on OnlyFans you weren't comfortable with? No. Okay. So he – so, like, bo each boyfriend that I've had has had a different 
a completely different like opinion on OnlyFans. Um, I had one that, yeah, was my manager. He at first was like, you know, this is like, do this. And then he was like, you're a whore. Don't do that. Oh my God. Da, 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 da. You need to stop doing it and just be a yoga teacher and like move with me somewhere. And I'm like, are you going to be paying me the money I'd be missing? Yeah, are you paying these bills, huh? Are you paying my bills? <laughs> not just my bills. Are you paying me a salary? Literally. I, not, I could be making myself. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not paying you to date me. I'm like, okay, well, that's not, I'm not stopping my work yeah. to date you. <laughs> totally. I mean, uh, this is my humble, biased opinion because you know that I love the like naughty underground world. Yeah. But I honestly champion you for becoming a millionaire through OnlyFans. Thank you. Seriously, it's like you were already putting out sexy content. You were like, I've realized a way to support my dreams, Sahara Way Swim, for example, mm -hmm. and capitalize on the huge fan base that you spent years building. I think it's really smart. Thank you. Yeah. What even prompted you to make the page? Was it just like, let me make some money? Um... Yes. And it took me about three three or four mo months thinking about it and researching and trying to figure out what it was and if I could do it. And to be honest, when I first started doing it, I had to like drink. Wow. You were nervous? Because I was nervous. It wasn't like comfortable for me. But it's pushed me to be more creative. Wow. Yeah. I like it's, that. Re it's really pushed me to be more creative, to be more um, comfortable. I've created a character when I when I'm doing my content. It's not me. It's it. Well, like you know, it's it's a yeah. character. No, I get it. It's yeah, because I people think I think I put out like people probably think I'm like such a freak and all sexual. Like I'm more sensual. Yeah, soft. I'm more soft and sensual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah, I like to get choked and I like to spit <laughs> in my mouth, please. But like, but then also like have some soul sex yeah let's make love <laughs> yeah. let's connect yeah. i know i know that about you very spiritual you're a gypsy mm -hmm. fairy yeah. boho beach girl that's me. yeah I, that's exactly why i wanted you here i'm like you guys need to know <laughs> she's a sweet girl yeah do you think that that vixen sex god perfect body persona that you created has affected your mental health like the upkeep of that persona oh yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, more than you could know. I mean, OnlyFans has helped. It's Instagram, mostly, that Literally. it's like. Oh, Instagram more so than OnlyFans. More so. Wow. Because OnlyFans, I don't even have to, re like, retouch the photos or True. videos just because. They like it raw. They like it raw. Yeah. And I don't do. need to, like, but it's it's more it's more about, like, Instagram, I think. Is, is more. Because everyone can see it. It's like cemented up there. Mm -hmm. There's likes, there's judgment, there's comments. Mm -hmm. No, you're so right. I've never thought of it that way, but that's genius. And OnlyFans, it's like they just want to see you. They do. They so just like, obsess with you. So like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And there's really no bad backlash on that True. site, you know. Are your parents uncomfortable with your like OnlyFans popularity? My dad and me don't talk much. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I wish he'd go to therapy, but he won't. Um, he thinks he's fine. But I love him to death, but, like, he never was, like, there for me. Like, he was away in Australia, and um, so, you know, he's never said anything about it. Not one word. Does he know about it? Yeah, he knows about it. I don't think he cares. He he's just, just like, happy you're successful. 
and yeah. supporting yourself. Yeah, I don't. He's never said. I don't think he cares. Um, my mom loves it. Really, she takes the photos from me a lot of the time. She, we'll go to Hawaii and I'll be like getting like naked on the beach, and she's like, "I want one too." And she like takes off her clothes and she's like, yeah. "You guys besties? We're besties." Didn't you buy a farm in Hawaii? Yeah. So wow. me and her both did it together. Beautiful. Um, that was money that uh, I made through um. Through OnlyFans and my swim. See, that's what I love to hear. You're so, supporting your dreams. Yeah. So it's beautiful. It's like an all organic farm. We have friends living there. Incredible. We can go there at any point. Like it's it's a it's huge. Speaking of Hawaii, I remember when you were blowing up, mm-hmm. some photos of you and Justin Bieber skinny dipping in Hawaii leaked, and they were everywhere they were so hot so dreamy is that kind of like where your rise to fame started okay people think that but not at all so i was already at a million followers at the point Mm. i did wake up after those photos came out with my entire instagram blew up i think i got fifty thousand followers overnight whoa and it was awful it was awful oh like the believers were rude nasty so mean oh no so mean so i had to turn off the comments on every photo and i didn't post for like three four five months i literally didn't so before that everyone that followed me they were fans of me they loved me when the believers came in it was like (laughs) they were either like loved selena loved Mm. Haley, or loved justin or jealous so all of them, the comments were crazy. And um, so it definitely put me on like TMZ type thing. There was like 20 articles written about it. So many articles. They still do it. It's (laughs) something, if I do something scandalous, which is like anything, if my nipple falls out in like a video, you know, like they'll be like, Justin Bieber's ex. Like leave her alone. It's like the same article each time. Did you guys actually have a little romance or were you just hanging and swimming naked and like playing around? So, (laughs) (laughs) I think Justin is one, Justin is one of the most like special people I've ever met. Really? Yeah, he is, I would say like, I've met a lot of celebrities and the two that I would say are my favorite just because of their kind, like the kindness that they just oozes out of them. Their soul. Are Justin Mm -hmm. and Bella Hadid. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a great selection. And I know they're friends. Yeah. So they've attracted each other. So you've been in LA a long time. You've met so many cool people. You've been the socialite, having all these adventures. Now you're sober. Is this your first sober relationship? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, this is the first guy I've ever slept with sober for the first time. Wow. I'm 31. Was it a whole different kind of experience? It was so much better. Really? Like but more connected? Mm, vulnerable. Yeah. You're like, I'm coherent. This is all I am. Yeah. I've never done that. Was there like a rock bottom? Like the reason you got sober? There was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went on a pretty bad bender in Bali, actually. I was oh. very healthy for, like, a month there. And then I went on, like, a bender for, like, five days where I was just drinking and doing other things, like, that were there. I bought at the pharmacy, Danex. That's pretty much it. 
but like drinking in Xanax. I was about to say the mix. Blackout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I got, yeah, I was on a five-day bender. I, such, I like don't know. I don't want to get sued by like saying anyone's name. I don't even know if I should go here. Not, uh, okay. I ended up basically just being devilish. Did something that made me really sad. I like started, I, I'll just say it because it's whatever. I'll tell my truth. I was seeing somebody and I did like him a lot. Um, and my other friend came to Bali and I ended up like kissing him and he put on a story. And because I was drunk, I didn't care. I was like, he's my friend. Like, da, da, da. It ended up making me really upset that I did that and so then I just started drinking more because you broke up you had to break up the other thing yeah and I was in Bali and I had to do that so I that happened (laughs) turned into a spiral it turned into a complete spiral and I went online and I said I don't want to be here anymore and then I broke a wine glass and slit my wrist open. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Was it bad? Did you get stitches? No. So, actually, these are fine. They're just, like, some scars. Um, but then I was trying to open a wine bottle because I was trying to make my pain go away from this. And I, like, literally did that. Whatever. Uh, and then I tried to open a wine bottle with a knife. Mm. Like, who the fuck do I think I am? I don't know. You were under the influence. Angelina Jolie in a movie? Yeah. And I did that, and the knife broke. And then it, like, sliced open my hand so bad. And I had to get on a flight. So I wrapped a ribbon that I had brought. I went on a 15-hour flight, went straight to the ER. Here? Here. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to get help, blah, 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 blah. They ended up mean like she tried to hurt herself even though that I didn't try to hurt myself that was just an accident accident. um and so we're like I got 5150 oh wow by the hospital my mom said that she was worried about me she regrets saying this because it was an awful experience Mm -hmm. in the hospital so I went to a mental hospital wow for three days or Three or four days. They just took you from the hospital and oh, took they, you? Oh, they strap. It's awful. They strap you in like a straight jacket on a table. You have to wait where they're screaming people for like 10 hours. Then they like put you in a ambulance and take you to the mental institution. Like the amount of times I had to take my clothes off and be examined in other places. Like it's awful. My goodness. The mental, the mental institution was... I'm glad I went because I got to see what it was like. I got to meet a lot of very interesting people. A lot of people that went to jail and said jail is so much better than this. Like it, it was there they torture you. It's awful. With like, what? Like medications? No. They don't they didn't even give me my medications. So I take medications for BPD. BPD? Borderline personality disorder. And you've always had this? So it's not like bipolar. Bipolar, you're born with it. It's very similar. And a lot of times people are diagnosed with bipolar from a doctor, but they actually have 
borderline personality disorder. Interesting. So what are the symptoms? So it's, let me read some off. Yeah. Because I, I, I put them in my phone. I just mean like how can the doctor tell that you have it? Okay, so basically it stems from when you're little, sexual abuse a lot of the times, which I had happened to me. When you were little? When I was little. Um, sorry, sorry. And abandonment. And my dad abandoned me. So it stems from that and to protect yourself, like it's like a protection mechanism and it's it's a mood disorder because it's really high highs, really low lows and very impulsive. Bipolar, same thing, except you're born with it. It doesn't happen because of trauma and bipolar is like weeks of manic and then weeks of depression. And BPD is like, it's called splitting. Like I can split. So let's like, if I was in a fight with someone or someone wanted to leave me, I would be like, don't leave. I love you. Don't leave. I love you. Please don't leave. I love you. Please, please, please stay. Please stay. And if they start to leave, I'm like, fuck you. Like, like, fuck you. Leave, leave, leave. Mm. So it, it stems from that. So mm. I have a really hard time with breakups. I have a really hard time um, with feeling like I'm gonna lose people. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so you're able to take a medication for this to kind of stabilize you? Yes. And in the mental hospital, they weren't giving you? No, because they just, I don't know why, they didn't give me the meds I needed. How long were you in there? Uh, Three nights, four days. Oh my goodness. It was awful. Strapped in? Well, they don't strap. They keep you strapped in until you get in. Okay. And then you get like nothing. And you're like in a room by yourself? Yeah. They put me in solitary for a little bit. Oh my like, God. And yeah, no medication. And no, 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 no white room with like a bed like this. Like, oh my God. They basically like, if they should be helping you. There should be plants. There should yeah. Be plants. Healers. There yeah. should be all these things. Light. And, and it's just people like, it's like, People just want to control you and come here, come here. Don't do that. Do this. Shining the lights in your face when you're trying to sleep. Shining lights every 15 minutes. Like there's no doors on on the rooms. Like. My God. And this was when? This was a few months ago. Oh, wow. It's really fresh. That's why I went to rehab. Because after the mental hospital, I got so, I was like, fuck everyone. You're like, like I don't want to be in this I place like, again. Fuck everyone. Yeah. Like. I can't believe that my mom got me here, but like she didn't mean to, but like I can't believe this. Like, and then I was already dating the the sky, the troublemaker. <laughs> the trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a. Uh, I don't know, but I started dating him, and he kind of got me out of the mental hospital by like talking to them, which was cool. Oh, good. And then I just went to his house after that. And I just went on like a couple months bender with him. Oh, he got you out to bring you back to the dark side. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Misery really does love company. Yeah. So, <sighs> so borderline. Oh, yes. Tell us. Symptoms. Yeah. Frantic efforts to avoid abandonment right? Splitting, which is what I just explained. Mm -hmm. Going, I love you. I love you. I hate you. I hate you. Unstable self-image. 
impulsive behaviors, intense or uncontrolled anger, suicidal behavior, self-harm, chronic feelings of emptiness, emotional intensity, or mood swings and disassociation. Wow. It's just a lot to deal with on a day-to-day while you're just trying to survive Los Angeles and grow your business and be a goddamn human. And I always thought that, like, there was something different about me. I always was like, why do I have, why are my emotional responses so strong? Mm. Like I'm such an empath. And I think the problem is, is that I've always been way too giving and way too nice to people. And people will treat you how, like you've trained them to treat you. And so if I train someone like, my last relationship, like I trained, like I basically trained him. I took care of him, him and everything, like food, money, everything. So like I think that, I mean, that's just part of my trauma as well is wanting to keep somebody even if they're not right for me because like mm. I was abandoned when I was little and I'm I've like been searching for like that like daddy, <laughs> literally daddy. Damn, yeah, I feel like that's a common story, right? The daddy issues. Well, I think you found a healthy daddy. I did. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm I'm happy to hear that. He's older, right? 36. Oh, cool. Healthy older. Yeah. Not like weird older. (laughs) But he's like a kid at heart. That's what I always look for. I'm like, can you be mature but goofy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just like that. Okay. Love that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You've dealt with a lot, but you, I can tell, I can feel it on you. You're in a really good spot. Thank you. And I'm going to use that moment to pivot into Sahara Race Swim. Mm. Like I said earlier, you've had nine collections. When did you launch? I launched in like 2016, I think. Okay, long time. Yeah, a long time. But like I said, I've done it. I've stopped and started so many right. times because at first I was doing everything, pack- packaging, design, manufacturing. Wow. Like I literally did everything for years and it was so much work and so now so i have a business partner now amazing adore him um and i have a team i have a team so they're taking care of a lot of stuff for you they take care of a lot of the things that like i just couldn't do if i wanted a life yeah well i always say this it's like we work hard so that we can pay people Mm -hmm. to help us out and handle certain things that we not only don't want to handle, but don't have the time to handle. Exactly. Because we all have different strengths, right? Yeah. And every project I do, when I have more people collaborating on it that I trust, it only enhances the project. Oh, yeah. We just kind of have to rel- relinquish a little control. I'm such a control freak, are you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I used to be. Um, I've kind of stopped Yeah. that. It's I, healthier. I'm trying to stop Same. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I am when it's like, I do like... When it's aesthetically not working. Where do you pull a lot of your kind of design aesthetic inspo from? Okay, so I truly believe like good, there's a quote. It's good artist copy, Mm. great artist steal. Ooh. So (laughs) I steal from anything and everything that I see. I thank you for being honest about that. Because, yeah, everything's been done. And then you just tweak it a little bit and make it your own. Just make it, yeah. I don't take something and and copy it completely. No, of course. I I don't even want it like that. Yeah. I always want to do, I'll buy buy a shirt and I'll be like, I want to make this a bikini, but I want to do this. So that's like the framework of it. Mm -hmm. But then it looks nothing like that, you know, what I brought in. Totally. At the end of it. Is there anything with, 
your swim brand that you wish you had done differently? I know you said you started and stopped a lot, but like, is there anything? Yeah, I wish I didn't get into all these. Well, like, I don't, I think that what happens in life, we are supposed to go through those lessons and learn. Absolutely. But if I was just focused on my swim and my business and I wasn't focused on my my boy relationship, romantic relationships. Yeah, things would have moved faster. It would have gone so much faster. I would have done this so much sooner. Yes, but also life is about timing, right? It is. And you had to go through those things to become this person you are now. Yeah. It's a culmination of experiences and you're exactly where you need to be. I am. You know, and every deterrence is to get you on this right path. Yeah. So, hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. I just don't think that there's any like wastes of time waste of money waste of effort it's all like to get you right here yeah exactly Mm -hmm. that's all we have right here right now and you just dropped your holy collection Mm -hmm. so you've been working hard but is there any like surprise something Mm -hmm. coming soon yes so i'll just say so it's like a ballerina cute it's like a ballerina corset cute a whole collection or one piece it's i'm releasing two I'm releasing one new top, one new bottom, one new skirt in two colors. Cute. Wait, are these tops like to wear or bikinis? Uh, no, they're bikinis. Oh, cute. But you of course, I wear them. Do you, they, yeah, she's, uh, she loves it. She's a <laughs> fit model right now. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to see you. I know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's really exciting. Um, just like working on new, new, new stuff. Yeah. And you're self made woman entrepreneur really impressive do you have any advice for your young fans who are also trying to start businesses yeah so if you don't know how to do something figure it out we have the internet (laughs) totally that's what i did Mm -hmm. um fashion school really didn't teach me much i'm sorry to say i always say find a mentor find a mentor yeah like intern or work for some somebody mm-hmm. that you want to be and that you want to be doing what they're doing. Totally absorb. Learn everything. That's them. true. Yeah, especially with creative pursuits. There's so much trial and error. Mm-hmm. If you just work with someone who wants to put in the time with you, you'll just get everywhere a little faster. Yeah. And you'll save money. Yeah. Everything that I tried to do without someone <laughs> helping me was always just a money pit. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I have one more question before we get into the rapid fire. Do you have any real advice for people trying to get sober that have struggled? Like I, for example, would love to be sober. Like I just don't know if I have the discipline. Wait, sorry. There's this doctor that I love and he said drinking is like borrowing tomorrow's happiness. Oh, yeah. And like as I've gotten so true. As I've gotten older, I just that resonates with me so much. It's like so energy draining, so serotonin draining. I'm like, I don't even know why I do it anymore. There's a thing called being sober, but being dry. Mm -hmm. And that means that you're not in recovery. Recovery is when you're in AA. Are you in AA? I am. Okay, amazing. I mean, anyone can can come, like you right. can come with me. I have I have my non-sober friends come with me and they love it. Um 
yeah, I mean, I've tried to get sober so many times and it's never stuck. And I know it's going to stick this time because I'm in a program. Mm -hmm. Me and Taryn go to AA meetings every night. And to be honest, I would rather do that than go to a club, to a dinner, to – I mean, I get asked to go to all these fun things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ooh, but I really want to go to this meeting. You go every night? I, I was going every night. Now I go every couple nights. Wow, it's um, that's commitment. Going every night. So. Really? Yeah. And it's like a like a therapy circle of you know sober people. You have like a community. It's funny. It's actually funny. You laugh a lot. It is like a community, and then you have speakers. Okay. Um, you get chips for how long you've been sober. Like not actual chips, but like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes cake. Um, Ooh. And every single meeting is different. Every single meeting is different. Different types of people. So we go to a variety of meetings. Um, even what is it called? HA? Her- HA Heroin Anonymous. Because I was on Percocets. Is that a form of heroin? It is heroin. I didn't know. I didn't know that. It's heroin. Percocets is heroin. Yeah. In a pill form? Yep. Mind blown. It's stronger than heroin. No. So like people are like, oh, Percocets? I'm like, yeah, it was on heroin. Wow, you just blew my mind. I'm going to go home and read all about that. Yeah, it's it's gnarly. Um, I mean, so uh, my advice is follow AA. Do the steps. Follow the program. Yeah. And if you don't think that you want to do it and you don't – you think that you want to go and drink again – or use, please go ahead, be my guest, see what happens. Because we keep going in circles. It's a cycle. You'll come back to the if same spot. If you're a normie, we call normies people who can like just have a couple drinks and like whatever. If you're a normie, then that's totally different. But most people who like think they want to, st- I mean, most yeah. people are not normies. Interesting. Yeah. You're giving me so much to think about. I'll take you to to a meeting. I, I wonder. We'll, we'll take you to. Yeah, I wonder if I'm a normie. I have so much addiction in my family and still like it so doesn't stop me. It's mm-hmm. honestly very, it's just like very spiritual and it's good for life and it makes you a better person. I like the sound of that. The coolest people and they all have the coolest outfits on. I mean, addicts like, dress so good. <laughs> I'm coming for the fashion show. No, yeah, literally, let's take her to the young young people's meeting. It's a fucking fashion show. I want to meet old people. I need like wise gurus teaching me oh, things old and showing me the ways. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Recommending books and music. Yes. I'm so tired of this like LA social scene. I'm like, where are all the like old rugged artists that have like we can talk to and get information that lived through the 80s yeah yeah you've given me a lot to think about i i honestly think i'm gonna take you up on this yeah just to experience it yeah i should have been going to al-anon for years oh nice i should have been don't praise me (laughs) you said you did i should go okay thank you you've inspired me yeah we're gonna go are you ready to have a little fun okay rapid fire okay what are you addicted to um I'm addicted to everything pretty much because I'm an addict. <laughs> That's a crazy answer. No, yeah, no. My main thing is love. Like, it's love. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to love and companionship. To falling in love or to being in love? To sex? To feel that love. Mm, reciprocated love. Yeah, I mean, oh, I have That's daddy beautiful. Issues, so I'm like, I want a daddy. Yeah, you, you're addicted like, to have, feeling I, love. 
<laughs> I call him like my boyfriend's daddy. Yeah, I mean, she hey. calls him dad. I call him daddy. It's cute. It's cute. She calls him dad. I call him daddy. <laughs> what global causes are you passionate about? Okay. This I did take notes on. There's this uh, guru called Saad Guru. He's, I think, the most famous person in India. And that's a lot of people. Wow. He's amazing. Our soil is dying. And it's basically because we have we don't have organic substance in our soil. Our soil has less than 3%. It's like something like that of uh, micronutri- micronutrients in the soil compared to 1920s. So in 1920, you can eat one orange. And it would give you the same amount of um, vitamins and minerals as now. You have to eat 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're like not, super dulled out. So not only are we li- – we're literally killing – we're killing – the soil is dying. We're, we don't have soil, soil anymore. So there's going to be famine in – let's see. So soil is the biggest ecosystem on the planet and people don't even know it's dying. Nobody knows about that. I didn't it's know. crazy. Sadhguru is a yogi, mystic, and visionary. That's what he calls himself. So 40% less food in 20 years if the soil instinct extinction is not prevented. 40% less food. There's going to be civil war. So what's the timeline of – so how long do we have left? Like what are, what are the options? What are we doing? Years. 20 years left of this already very poor soil. And so, yeah. So, yeah. How to make this happen is to plant trees. Oh, that helps. Yes, it does. You have to plant trees. You have to plant trees. You have to plant trees. Mm. Um, Nearby to like the crop soil. Yeah. And so Sadhguru, he's telling people, he's educating people, but does he have some kind of initiative or? So he's built ashrams. Do you know what those are? No. So they're like churches, spiritual churches. Like Buddhist? Like not Buddhist, not anything. Just like you could be anything you want. Like spiritual churches? Spiritual church. You can believe anything you want. There's so many volunteers. So he built ashrams all over the world. Um, He's also really cool. So he's 65 years old and he is writing – across 24 nations to by himself on a motorcycle to spread awareness how cool is that that's really cool i've been working with him i planted trees oh really for him yeah oh my goodness okay that's a really beautiful cause to be passionate about yeah he wants me to actually do like a talk and i was like i'm i've had had a lot of people in my dms he actually wrote back to me i'm sure it was his team but i was like called everyone i was like everyone's like who (laughs) they're real fan it's a guru (laughs) they're like okay bye (laughs) i'm like this is so fun oh my god well i want to say one more thing about please oh yes please so i've never felt i've never had a sense of community in la and community is so important for our souls. Absolutely. It's so important. AA has given me this community of like-minded people. So that's something that's really, really, really helpful and important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you don't want to just like be dry, like alienate mm-hmm. yourself and be like, I can do this because mm-hmm. 
we're humans and we want to do what makes us feel good. Yeah. That's instantaneous, like drinking. Mm-hmm. But if you have other people and you have to have a community, it's like, um, it's just amazing. Well, yeah, you guys are all fighting for a common goal and holding each other accountable. I think too, when you get out of rehab, you kind of feel isolated. You're like, I had all these friends I was partying with and now like, yeah, yeah. where do I fit in? Yeah. And that's kind of what I always thought about you, like why you thrive so much in that OnlyFans world is you found kind of a, community of people where you fit in yeah where you were appreciated for your ideas you had friends there but also in that world comes drinking yeah and then now you found a man who can support that I think yeah like I said you're in a really good spot yeah Mm -hmm. do you have a go-to motto or mantra yes so life is like music life is like a dance because it's never, when you're listening to music, it's never like, I'm trying to get to the end, right? Mm-hmm. When you're dancing, you're not trying to get to the end of the dance. You're in the moment. Yeah. You're in the moment. So that's life. Wow, There's I no love past it. Or future. It's just the moment. Wow. You know, music is the only <clears throat> enjoyable thing that isn't bad for you. Right. You just like can have so, a, so much of it. Oh, yeah. Since I'm sober now, mm-hmm. I listen to more music than ever. Like, you're fulfilling that little gap. What are you most proud of? I'm really proud of getting sober. That was really hard. Like, the withdrawal symptoms were really fucking hard. From alcohol? But, uh, from the perks. Oh, so that was like your drug of choice. Only I started that and I only did it for like three months or something. In that little bender phase. Yeah. Um, but the reason I went to rehab is because I was trying to get off them cold turkey. Mm. And I was shaking in my bed, sweating. Mm. Like I thought I was going to die. I called my mom and said, I think I'm dying. She said, go to the ER. They didn't do shit for me. She got me into a place like the next day. Your mom did? Yeah. I mean, it was like, mm. I, I, I'd never do them again. Because like, you think alcohol, like hangovers are bad. Oh my God. Perks. Like, and like, she went through it too. Like, it's like weeks. Really? It's like your whole body feels like it's just dying. I had no idea. It's like having the worst flu in the world and then also being anxious. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I guess that's why they... They make them that way so that people don't want to get off them. Oh, yeah. I, yep. I tried twice to get off them without – you you like, it feels like you physically can't. It's crazy that that's a prescription drug. Like yeah. doctors give them to humans. No, there's a There's a TV show actually called – what's it called? What? The one with the – about the uh, Percocet uh, epidemic. Uh, dope, doped up. Oh, dope sick? Dope sick. I think I've flipped past it. It's actually really good. Yeah, I want to check it it out. It talks about why and how this all happened. So basically, like, I think it was the Rothschild family or whatever. Yeah, they they created this drug. They said it was non-addictive. And they pushed it out. That damn FDA, right? Well, they got it. Yeah, I mean, they paid them off to write, right? To be able to write that it was non-addictive when... the the most addictive thing it's heroin yeah whoa a really good friend of mine pointed this out it's fda approved yeah but the fda is food and drug administration keep you sick yep keep keep you prescribed keep you sick 
Yeah, it's just a cycle. That's really interesting. You're going to give me so many fun things to research when I get back. Yeah. You're a joy, Sara. Oh, you're a joy. Thank you, baby. Do you have any regrets? Nope. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> I like that answer. What would you say to younger Sahara? Sahara Ray of Light. I would tell her to chill the fuck out. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> chill the fuck out. And life is not serious. Life is uh, inherently has no meaning, but unless you give meaning to it. So everything's good. Mm-hmm. And like fucking meditate. Yeah. Tell everyone that. Like just meditate. Like mm-hmm. just be still for 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You will see. Take it easy. Take it easy. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to be anything. You don't need to do, you just just take it easy. Yeah, follow your passion, create things. Nature takes time and we yeah. are nature. So like I like that. That's be beautiful. Nature. Be nature. Be nature. What is most important to you now? Um my boyfriend, my best friend Taryn, um, some of my really close friends my family, and my health and my sobriety and my mental health. Yeah. That is huge too. Being sober probably really helped your BPD, right? Yeah. I'm also, I also have, I'm on medication for it as well. I'm sure that the medication was not mixing well with the alcohol. No, I actually stopped taking my medication before. To drink? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I stopped taking it and I started drinking. Oh, goodness. I mean, hey, it's just addict behavior. Yeah. We're on top of it now. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. Thank you. It's like hurting so much. Oh, because it's brand new? Yeah, it's like a couple days old. Oh, it's gorgeous. I really like it. I like the red on it. I want a fun tattoo. Okay, this is our last question. What projects are you excited to share with the world? You're going to have to see. Surprise. I have a lot of things I'm working on. Really? Okay. That, that excites me. Yeah. Would you ever get into music? Um, like I could easily get into music. Right. So, I just didn't know if you were I interested. Mean, because I'm with him, I'll probably get into music. Like making it yourself? I just, honestly, I'm so inspired by Grimes because she produces everything herself. And she, and like, I don't have a good, I, I love my talking voice. <laughs> I do. Um I don't consider my voice like a good singing voice. So I would like, if I was to make music, it, it would be more like like hers. Like, like experimental. Would, experimental. Totally experimental. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A little distorted, like playing in the studio. Yeah. I feel like that's Same such an, around. everybody can do that now. Like if you like it, if you have an ear for it and you can make visuals, if you have star quality. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. I was just curious. Sahara, you have been such an absolute pleasure to chat with and get to know and share thank you for being here thank you for having me is there anything you want to share with the world before we go i almost threw up i was so nervous before this (laughs) this is my first podcast no you did amazing (laughs) and i am so happy that you came because it was just like an incredible afternoon i feel like i know you so much better I, I really wanted everyone else to know you better because I've spent some time with you and I'm like, she's a really good person. Thank you. You are? Thank you. Thanks, Sahara. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye guys. <laughs>